Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're doing well. How's your weekend going? I hope it's going good. I hope today's going well with you. And I hope you are ready to hear about what God is doing, more about what God is doing uh, around the world. Uh, you know, our God is everywhere. He's not constrained by time or geography. Uh, he is everywhere, and we are blessed to get to be at least a little part of what he's doing locally as well as around the world. And once again, today we are in, well, first let me say we have Jim Lanley with us. Oh, thank you, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. Jim, I was getting ready to tell them where we were at, but I think we ought to give them a hint. What do you think? Okay. I think I'm going to Kathmandu. That's really, really where I'm going to. If I ever get out of here, that's what I'm going to do. Kathmandu. I think it's really where I'm going to. Jim, you think people know where we're at? I think they could probably figure it out. Because it's a place we really went to. <laughs> and uh, we're really here now. And we're really here now. <laughs> Kathmandu, Nepal. This is actually, as we're recording this, it's the afternoon of when we are leaving Nepal. And you and Keith are heading back to Thailand. And Martha and I are heading back to Dothan, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. Roll tide roll. There you go. <laughs> We've had a just a wonderful almost two weeks here in Nepal. A lot of really good ministry took place, and we have shared that uh, throughout the past few weeks. And last week we had Pastor Kresh, uh, precious brother in the Lord, uh, who's, um, man, there's just something special about that young man. Yeah, just the work he's doing and how wise he is and how mature he is for his age uh, and the work that he's doing is really amazing. It is. And we also met with some young church leaders, uh, ministry leaders here in Kathmandu, uh, actually when we first arrived. And, uh, you know, they, they have a vision for what the Lord's calling them to do here. And so we're excited to see how, how that all turns out as well. And uh, just continue to, to, to lift them up in prayer. When we first came to Nepal, of course, landing here in the capital city in Kathmandu, uh, we were out on the streets handing out Christian tracts and sharing the gospel with those who could understand English. That's one great blessing I hope Americans can appreciate is that so many people around the world do speak English and so they do understand what we're saying to them. And we uh, met a store owner who we connected with and shared the Creation of Christ story with. And Martha and Keitha also met a, a lady who's out on the street selling purses to raise money to feed her family. And we told the owner of that store that when we come back to Kathmandu, we would bring him a Bible in his language because he was really interested in it. Jim, tell everybody about him and then his reaction when we actually came back and presented the Bible to him. Yeah, he's a young gentleman. And um, when we uh, returned, he was a bit shocked because he said that a lot of people say they're going to come back, but very few ever really return. And so he was very surprised that we came back and that we were actually people of our word and actually brought him a Bible. Yeah, yeah. And he was thankful for that Bible. And you showed him where to begin reading. And we uh, exchanged uh, 
information uh, on, on Facebook as well as WhatsApp. I told him if he, if he has questions, please you know ask. Then he also said what he wanted to also do with the Bible. Yeah, he said after he reads the stories and begins to understand them, uh, that there's a, a children's uh, home or a place where there are some children that are needy and older people that are needy. And he said he was actually going to take those stories and share them with those people when he goes up there to give them blankets and jackets and things like that. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's pretty incredible. That's a great response to the gospel. Uh, again, somebody who was previously unreached with the gospel. And we know, again, here in Kathmandu or here in Nepal, actually, the whole country, there's about 29, 30 million people, and 89% of them have, have never heard the gospel. And so that was exciting to tell him about Jesus and share the creation of Christ story with him, give him a Bible in his own language that he can read and have contact information where he can reach out to us. And um, I pray that he does. And then Martha and Keitha uh, also met that lady on the street, and there was just really good contact there with her. And she uh, was excited to hear the gospel as well and to be prayed for. And then we also brought her a Bible back. Then she's, you know, again, people here just very, very poor and needing food for her family. And sales of her purses were not going well today. And so we were able to bless her with some rice and, uh, and some food to go along with the rice that she could feed her family with. And she was excited to, she gave Keitha a hug and gave Martha a kiss on the cheek. And so she was just very thankful uh, for that as well. And uh, you know, again, and today you, you also talked with a young man who studied philosophy. Yeah, Shazir. Uh, it started off with him going, oh, I noticed your watch. It looks like a Rolex. He has no idea it's a fake. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, the conversation started off that way. And then um, I went and I gave him a trap. Yeah. And I said, this is something I would really like you to read and consider. And then he came back and said, hey, I teach Nepalese philosophy. And I said, oh, no kidding. Well, I, I teach Western and Middle Eastern philosophy. And so uh, that started uh, a conversation about the tract he was holding. And I said, you really need to look at this uh, tract because it's it's different. What What's going on in this story is actually historically accurate. And so after the conversation, uh, he, did, he did take the tract, and I'm sure he's going to read it. Uh, but we also exchanged information and... Uh, and I'm hoping to hear back from him. It's always good to have a way to follow up. Yeah, it is. And technology makes it so much easier to follow up, even when you're across on the other side of the world. And of course, you are in Thailand, so it's not like you're across the world, but you might as well be when he's in Catman. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, praise God for, for technology, you know, to follow up people like him, to follow up people like Ramos, the store owner. And so, man, it's just been, a, it's just been an awesome time here in Nepal. And Jim, it's just one of the countries that we're blessed to work with indigenous pastors to share the gospel. And man, it's just so important, and especially within the 1040 window, that we continue to come alongside the, our indigenous pastors and continue to spread the gospel and make disciples. And that's just something that, that I, I keep trying to stress to people to know the importance of sharing the gospel yes at home we got to share it at home and and 11 action we do every you know every day we're, we're, we're either out on the streets or uh, the ministry center is open and people come and, and we're able to help meet needs but most of all tell them about jesus show them the love of christ uh, but man uh, over here in the 1040 window uh, which is often called the resistant belt because we're the majority of the world's 
Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists live and where it's very hard to get to people. Yeah, and I think one uh, story that uh, your listeners will appreciate is, okay, so why? Why is it important to go to these places and share the gospel and teach them how to replicate, how to make disciples who make disciple makers? When my wife and I, Keitha, first went to Myanmar a few years back, uh, we visited uh, Northern Shan State and we were in a city where a friend of ours said, hey, I wanna take you to this museum. I think you'll, you'll find it very interesting. So when we went to the museum, we were shocked to discover that it was a church. And we're not talking about a church that was built in the 1800s. We're talking about a church that was built in the 50s, 30s to 50s. Right. And so I said, well, what's the story? And they said, well, this missionary, he was a medical doctor. He came here and he built the hospital and he built the church and he was the pastor and it was the most Christianized city in that area. And then he died. And then one generation later, all the believers were gone and the Buddhists came and built a 30-foot Buddha in front of his hospital, and now it's a museum. And why? Why did it become a museum? Because he didn't teach them how to replicate. He didn't teach them how to share the gospel. And now there's no Christian witness there. So that's just one example. And think about even more resistant areas and how more important it is for us to go and teach those pastors how to replicate and how to share effectively. Right. That's a powerful example of why we, we do what we do. We're asked to do that because, again, training is not readily available. Um, as we were talking with Crash last week, you know, folks get saved and they're like, okay, I want to teach others, so I'll be a pastor. And that's all, that's what they got, right? Right, they have no training. <laughs> right. So that's why we're often asked, could you come and train us? And it's not just in Nepal, but we have pastors that we know and love in India that are asking us, please come and please continue to train us. We have pastors in the Philippines that say we we need pastoral training because our people can't just get up and leave and their families for four years and they can't even afford to go. Uh, and then how will their families care for themselves while they're gone? So this is an issue that's that we run into all over the world. And I'm just grateful that Love in Action is one of those organizations that cares about these pastors and uh, allows uh, people like Keith and myself uh, to go to those places and be involved right next to them uh, in the work. And let's talk about India for a moment because I, I think that's a great example of what we're talking about here. Uh, when we first met Pastor Prasad in, in India, he, he was sharing the gospel, him and some, the other pastors there, and I just asked him the simple question of how do you teach discipleship? And he says, we don't know how to disciple. And man, when you and I started talking about that, our hearts broke and we we're like, okay, we need to go to India. And so in 20, see Jim, was that 2017 or 18? Uh, 2017 or 18? 18. 2018. 18. Keith has given us the 18. <laughs> so it, it was 2018, we went to India for the first time and we taught discipleship. It was Pastor Prasad and a number of other uh, indigenous pastors there that he works with and leads. Man, they were so excited and they were like sponges soaking it all up. And since then, man, they have put that into work, uh, DM squared, and they go out just like Pastor Kresh goes out into the, the rural areas in Nepal. They go into the rural areas of India and have been spreading the gospel and making disciples. And now the church is beginning to grow. And so that's very, that's been very impactful. Yeah, in fact, uh, just today, I got an email from 
Pastor Prasad saying, after training that you guys gave us here five years ago, we are blessed and we have active co-workers making disciples in each church. Every month, disciples are being trained. Finally, uh, more souls are being won and house churches are being planted. This month especially, we talked to each church, what is the purpose of each church? And they all decided that making disciples who make disciples makers is the most important. Praise God, yeah. And so you see, when the pastors receive this training, they put it to work and there's not gonna be a museum set up in in those cities and those villages because they are replicating disciples and more house churches are being planted. And now they're at a different stage of training that they're begging us to come. Go ahead, you can expand on that. Yeah, so not only do they need more training on disciples making disciple makers, but they need training on how to govern and manage all the churches that are growing. They they have no no structure. And so they really need us to go and explain to them, you know, what, what that structure looks like. How do you pass the information down? How do you follow up? How do you make sure that uh, they're getting the healthy growth that they need? And so, um, and who manages that? How do they look it over and follow up? And so that's something we're looking uh, and hopefully to do next year is to have a time to go and uh, and, and train them in those things. Yeah. The listeners, y- y'all can tell uh, that the training is very effective and it's not just there, but you know, also we're in Myanmar and like I said, Philippines, we're in, in the Southern Philippines where uh, the island of Mindanao where we've been going for over well over a decade now. And that's such a important area to go to because you know it's, it's a very Muslim uh, influenced area. Um, there's been a lot of terrorists that um, have made that their home in certain parts of Mindanao. And it's just important to get the gospel to them and to train them. And, and there's, a, there's another great example. We have brothers there, man, they have passion. <laughs> they have passion to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, just bringing in that training that they need is, is going to be, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the Philippines when DM squared as well. That's the uh, disciple making disciple makers and the 50 commands of Christ, creation of Christ story uh, is, as well uh, taught among our pastors there. That's going to be a lot of good news, more good news coming out of the Philippines. Yeah, and I think it's important for uh, the listeners to understand that DM squared is more than just uh, the first six lessons and the 50 commands and the Christian Christ story, but it's an entire program uh, that's about a year that fully trains a pastor. He, he will be able to understand theology. He'll be able to understand how to preach. He'll be able to understand how to do some basic apologetics. I mean, there's a lot to this program. So it's, you know, like getting a Bible college mm-hmm. education uh, for free. Right. And to be empowered to go then and to teach other pastors the same. And you're absolutely right. You're one who's been through Bible school, and I'm taking some seminary courses now. And it, it's very, I mean, it's so powerful. The DM squared teachings is, yeah, you're right. It's, it's like going to seminary, uh, but you don't have to pay for it. So, you know, people might be saying, well, why are you going to seminary? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I just want more of God and get more teaching and training myself uh, so I can be a, a more effective teacher and, and leader as well. I never stop learning. You never stop learning. Yeah. If we think we've learned it all, uh, we're finished. Yeah. What's that saying? Uh, the more you know, uh, the more you know, you don't know very much. <laughs> so right. you need to know more. Right? <laughs> That's right. 
So getting this training out to our brothers and sisters uh, here in the 1040 window is so important. Uh, you know, and we do that back at home. Uh, you, you know, we teach DM Squared back at home, and we've had a number of people who have gone through it and who are going through it currently as well, and they're excited because they're, they're getting teaching that they, they haven't had before, uh, you know, including uh, systematic theology, uh, which we've got two classes going on right now. Uh, currently, uh, they're getting close to being, both of them being finished. One we teach on Zoom. Uh, again, praise God for technology. And another we teach on campus. Jesus says we will be his witnesses, right? Uh, he says in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and ends of the earth. Well, you know, we want to be his, his witnesses in Dothan and throughout the wire grass and throughout the rest of the world and to make disciples who make disciples be obedient to that great commission. And so we're, man, we're just excited and humble to be a part of our Father's work. Yeah, I, the most quoted, I think, uh, scripture is John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world. And I knew he loved me, but I had no idea how much he loved the world until I went out in it yeah. and saw how much he loves Chinese people and Nepalese people and Filipino people and Pakistani people and so on and so forth and so um, I just am very grateful to all those who have given uh, so that we can go and spread that love of God to those people. Amen. Amen. And you're right man when uh, you know to experience God loving people in uh, different parts of the world no matter where, where you go if it's if it's to uh, to Haiti with our brother Pierre, mm. uh, or if it's, if it's down in South America, which we've been to, to Ecuador, uh, that was actually Mount Martha's first trip was Ecuador and seeing God loving on these on these orphans and people way out in the in the Amazon rainforest for crying out loud. I mean, you, God is everywhere. Yeah, and yeah, I remember going to the uh, out on the Amazon rainforest, and you know, there's you just see trees everywhere, and you know or miles and miles and all of a sudden there's a little strip of green grass down there and that's where the plane you know kind of went down <laughs> and landed it's like man god's here too now he's he's everywhere yeah uh, the word tells us we can't go anywhere where he's not there and so you're yeah man you're absolutely right we we see that and we see him in nepal um man you know god put put nepal on, on my heart years ago and praise god uh, seven years ago get a uh, reached out, uh, Cress's uh, sister, and that started the connection. And we've been uh, serving with with Cress ever since. And man, to to be here with them has just been, uh, man, uh, really a life changing uh, couple of weeks to to see God move in such a powerful way. And and I, I can't remember if I shared this last week or not, but I think I did. But it, I'm going to share it again uh, before we left. The Sunday before we, we came to Nepal, Martha and I were in, were in service and worshiping God. And I, I went down to the altar just to pray and, and just seek God's face and to pray about the trip. And I just kept getting that glory, the glory of God, glory of God. So God, show, show us your glory mm. as we're in Nepal. And man, we have seen it. We've seen yes. it on the streets here in Kathmandu. We've seen it in the Himalaya mountains. And we've seen it on the plains there uh, in, in the western part of Nepal. And uh, God is everywhere, and he is drawing people to himself all over this planet. Yeah, it's, it's amazing um, to join God in what he's doing and to have such a small part, but yet make such a big difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and what a blessing it is to, 
to serve the Lord with our wives yes. and and with each other. Yes. And so we just praise God for each and every opportunity he gives us. And uh, uh, Jim, y'all are about to go back to Thailand now. That's correct. Uh, and uh, so what, what awaits you there in Thailand? Well, when we head back, we, um, of course, uh, have our regular ministry that we do. We do a lot of discipleship training. We do evangelism. We do some humanitarian stuff. We go out to villages up the mountains and bring rice and the Jesus film. And, uh, of course, we um, have other things we do with expats that live there. You know, it's not just people, uh, Thai people there, but there are people from uh, New Zealand, Australia, Great Britain and other places that come there to, to retire. And so we have a ministry to them as well that we're sharing the gospel with them. So we have a lot uh, on our plate. And uh, your uh, listeners will be hearing in uh, the future some uh, some other uh, wonderful ministry opportunities that will be coming up, and we'll save that for uh, for another time. Yeah, yeah, May, uh, December, January for sure. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that and very excited about, about those plans. And uh, Martha and I will be heading back to uh, Dothan uh, late night. Well, actually, it'll be early tomorrow morning. Uh, but when this airs, we will have long been, been at home already. And we're going back home to join back up with our brothers and sisters in Dothan who didn't miss a beat of our <laughs> ministry, which, you know, that's what it's about. This ministry is not about me. It's not about Martha. It's about Jesus and his people serving. And so, man, we, I just want to say a special thank you to our team, uh, Pamela and Sean, Suhail, Kendrick, all of our volunteers. I'm not going to start naming all of them because I will leave some out and don't want to do that. But thank you all for uh, serving like you do so faithfully and just keeping the ministry strong while Martha and I were over on the other side of the world. And, and, you know, I remember years ago when this ministry is over 23 years old and and I remember uh, co-founder Mike Schroeds and myself talking about, man, it'd be great to, to do ministry like heat in the wiregrass and then have something going on in Atlanta at the same time or Los Angeles, you know, doing ministry. Man, we never dreamed we'd be doing ministry in Dothan and then in Nepal at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just, we praise God and just want to thank everybody who, who supports us financially. Mm, uh, we yes. couldn't do what we thank do you. there in Dothan and, and those y'all who support uh, what we're doing overseas, we couldn't do this without you. And man, um, just thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're very humbled uh, at, at those who, by those who support us and those who pray for us. Uh, man, we, we gotta have you gotta have your prayers yeah. uh, for what for what we do there in Dothan and the Wiregrass and, and over here uh, in Asia as well. And uh, you know we have people who uh, in, in Dothan and Wiregrass who come and donate food and hygiene and clothes and everything we need to minister there at home and praise and, God for that. So man, it's the body of Christ working together. And when we're united as Jesus prays for us to be, man, amazing things happen. Yeah. And, and so I just want to thank you. want to uh, encourage those who, who haven't uh, gotten involved uh, in volunteering. Uh, just you go to our website, loveinactionministries.com and check out our weekly schedule and come. Uh, just, just pick out a time. People often say, well, how do we do it? What would just look at the schedule and come and we'll show you what to do. We'll show you what we're doing and, and, and you just jump in. So that's loveinactionministries.com. And for those who, who want to donate food and hygiene items, uh, days and times for, for donations on that website as well. And for those who want to give financially, um, again, loveinactionministries.com. 
uh, backslash donate. That'll take you straight to our donation page, and you can check it out and um, send money to our P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36302. That's the P.O. Box, 36302, and uh, or, or donate via PayPal or the Venmo app. And if you want to check out our oh, what we're doing overseas, you, that same website will do it, but we also have a specific website just for uh, the international ministries where we can really dive in more to it. Plus there's a, a blog on there, the 1040 window blog that keeps keeps updated and keeps information fresh. Uh, you can check out uh, the international side of Love in Action and also donate uh, through that website. And that's loveinactioninternational.org, loveinactioninternational.org. If you have any questions about anything, feel free to drop me a line on uh, on email at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, and you can call us at Love in Action. Our office is 334-494-4995. So plenty of ways to contact us, plenty of ways to find out more information, uh, to get involved, and just encourage you to uh, get involved. God's doing amazing things. And, you know, when we come overseas, too, you know, we, we enjoy bringing folks with us. Um, uh, you know, we've had folks go to the Philippines, for example, with us and, mm. just, and just have life-changing opportunities. Uh, and, and Haiti with Brother Pierre with, with Give Us Hope Mission. And, man, it's just there's so many opportunities that you have right there in Dothan to get involved locally as well as around the world and just encourage you to do that. And, uh, uh, Jim, we, we are coming close to the end of the 30 minutes now. It always goes by mm-hmm. fast. But uh, anything else you want to you add in? Well, again, I'm just truly grateful to uh, be involved uh, with you and Love in Action in the international uh, part of the ministry. And I just, like you, want to thank all those who give to make that possible. We, uh, we're we not independently wealthy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have several folks that, that help us out, several churches that help us out, and we're very grateful uh, to all those people, individuals and churches, uh, that, that make this possible, and to Love in Action for giving us the opportunity to represent you. Uh, overseas so thank you to everyone who does that and if you'd like to help the work that Jim and Keith is doing um, they are part of Love and Action so when you give to Love and Action in the memo of your check or in the description of your online giving you just put Jim and Keith Landley and that those finances will go straight to them uh, yeah, that's one thing we believe in at Love and Action when people give to support you guys or to give to support what we're doing here in Nepal or in India whatever all that money's going to them not going to hold back any, anything. We're going to get the money out there where it needs to go. And, and those who, who give for our local ministries, uh, man, that's just it's just amazing how people are, are supporting Love and Action. And so that's allowing the ministry to grow. Yeah. Uh, to, to grow. And, and we're able to reach more people uh, at, at home in Dothan and the Wiregrass and be able to help uh, meet those vital needs, especially of food, uh, which that need keeps growing mm. um, and has kept growing ever Dothan's always been an area in the wiregrass where it's about one in six are food insecure, and, and we've seen that uh, increase since the, of course, since COVID, but then inflation and uh, and all that has really hurt a lot of people as well. So, uh, man, just thank you. Thank you all so much for your support and, and your continued support. And please remember to also keep us lift up in prayer. Yeah. And we want to uh, thank you again, brother. Thank you, Ken. Uh, and, and thank you and Keith both. Thank my beautiful bride, Martha. And, you know, they, they put up with both of us. 
Uh, they they might have to. Yeah. That, that whole covenant thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got that going for us, don't we? We do. All right. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, thank you again, man. And uh, thank you all for joining us this morning for Sunday Morning with Love and Action. And hope you have a uh, good rest of the day and a great week coming up. And just want to encourage you as you go through this week, you may run into some bumps out there because that's life. It happens. But remember, through it all, good and bad, Jesus loves you. Jesus is with you. And he wants the best for you. So just trust him and put your faith in him. And if you're out there, if you're not a believer, I can't encourage you enough to call on the name of Jesus and be saved. And if you have any questions about that, please contact us as well. I'd love to, love to share Jesus with you. And encourage you, even if you don't call us, tell somebody. Ask, ask a, good, a good Christian brother or sister uh, who you know is living for the Lord, and, and they can help you uh, with, with that walk as well. But it's just important. Call on the name of Jesus. Call out to him. He hears you. He, you don't have to have any fancy King James language or churchy language or whatever. <laughs> just call on the name of the Lord. Just call out to him. Talk to him. And he's there. He, he gets you. He understands you. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you and may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.